Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. We are living in the 21st year of the 21st century. We see advances in science and medicine are prolonging human life expectancy and the falling birth rate. This phenomenon has turned the age pyramid upside down. This silent revolution triggered the United Nations to dedicate 1st October each year as annual World Day for old people. Today, demographers define older adults as the third age, young old, referring to those 65 to 75 years old, and the fourth age, oldest old, to those over 75 years old, whose numbers are increasing. The United Nations has declared the world a society of all ages, a society which considers older adults no longer as a retired and infirm, but rather as agents and beneficiaries of development. In our Wesleyan tradition, Trinity Methodist Church has been giving attention and commitment to older people. It is nothing new. Our church history has shown how the God-ordained role of older adults started the English section of the Chinese Methodist Church in Madras Lane during the pre-World War II years. Dating from the late 1930s, our English-speaking older adults started the 5 p.m. Sunday worship service in English. What began with the families bringing their children studying in English schools soon saw the increase in the attendance of English-speaking worship services. What followed were the various initiatives of the older adults in launching youth work and Sunday school, witnessing teams with home visitation, adult Bible study classes, and later caring for the elderly and the sick, among others. Indeed, the older adults were the wonderful resource for the growing English-speaking congregation of the Chinese Methodist Church. Let us continue this legacy of our founding elders to encourage and care of older adults in the third and fourth ages for ministry in our church community. What then can we, our church today, prepare our older adults for aging well to continue serving, serving in our shared ministry. First of all, let us find out what 
is aging. From the day we were born and before, we are aging. Today we are older than we were yesterday. Today we are younger than we are going to be tomorrow. To live well is to age well. To age well is to live well. We also need to think through four personal questions on aging well. What is it to age well? Number two, how can we deal with adversity, loss and diminishment that come our way as we age? Three, how can we face the fact of death and still live as a person of hope? Question four, can we be realistic about aging, diminishment and death and still live with a sense of sanctity of existence and reverence for life. Christian search for meaning in aging. Whatever your age or situation, you can begin to find the meaning and purpose of life with God's help. Wake up every morning and spend quiet time with Him. Asking, how will I take advantage of this new day? Or how can I be of service to someone else today? Doing all that our Lord wants us to be and to do every step of our pilgrim way. We believe that God is present in the experiences not only of joy, growth, and becoming, but also in the experience of loss, adversity, diminishment, and death. Whether you are considered young or old, you are aging at this moment. Sooner or later, these experiences and the question they raise will impact your life. Will you join me in reflecting on these matters and together we can see what light the Christian faith sheds on the prospect of aging well? As we seek answers to this question, what is human aging well? We normally turn to the sciences for relevant data. But as Christians, we must first turn to the wisdom of the Christian tradition. Aging well from the Christian perspective. That's question one. What then is aging well in the framework of a Christian portrait of reality? In the New Testament, the word Christian occurs only three times. The earliest disciples seem to have thought and spoken of themselves as followers of a distinctive way of life. People ask, what is religion? It is a way. What is Christianity? 
it is a way. Who and what is Christ? He is the way. In writing to Corinthians, Paul said, I will show you still a more excellent way. What quality of life do authentic Christians seek and profess and display? Jesus himself advocated and displayed a quality of life that manifests the love of God, love of neighbor, love of self. He exalted a way of life inspired by the quest for the kingdom of God. Paul cited love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control as fruits of the Spirit. Paul said, let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. In calling Corinthians to be a body of Christ, he said, the marks of this body, the body of Christ, are faith, hope, and love. In the 18th century, John Wesley, our founder, claimed love to be the greatest of Christian virtues. He spoke of being perfected in love. Theologians has referred to his message as a message of sanctification, being rendered holy. According to Wesley, a loving quality of life reveals more of authentic Christianity than any spoken creed. Let us pause a while and look at this question to ponder. Number one, what would you describe the Christian quality of life? What does your answer suggest about aging well from a Christian perspective? Now, let us turn to the second question. How can I deal with adversity, loss, and diminishment in my life? To be human is to experience adversity. In fact, adversity is an inescapable fact of life. Some persons are inwardly defeated by adversity. Some are embittered by it. Some persons refuse to be inwardly defeated by misfortune. Some display good morale, on the other hand. Morale being defined as a fighting power and staying power, the perpetual ability to come back. Some person learn and actually grow through adversity. Dr. Stanley Jones said that Jesus' teaching is that we are to take up pain, calamity, injustice, persecution, and make them into the purpose of our lives and make them contribute to the higher ends, the ends for which we really live. In writing to the Romans, Apostle Paul said, 
we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Aging well portrays itself a spirit which rises above external circumstances, praying for the grace not simply to endure what must be endured, but for the grace to move through adversity to a deepening spirit and the will to reach out to others in need. Let's go to question to ponder number two. Let's ponder for a while. How can adversity be a factor of spiritual growth? In what ways might aging well include learning through adversity? If so, how? How is Christian faith a possible resource in adversity? So, let us all begin today the journey of aging well. Aging well, hallowing the everyday. We are given the gift of life, one day at a time. The glory of a life well lived is a the glory of a single day's well-lived. In the book of Psalms, we read, So teach us to number our days, that we may get a heart of wisdom. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Each day is life in miniature. Martin Buber wrote, God speaks to a person through the life he gives him again and again. Therefore, a person can only answer God with the whole of life, with the way in which he lives his given life. This is, there is no human share of holiness without hallowing of the everyday. Yes, every day is a life in miniature. There are hard days in which we are heavy burdened to bear. There are just ordinary days in which we have the usual duty to perform. There are memorable days. Each day is what it is. A day to be lived, a day for aging well. Let's go to question to ponder number three. Reflect on someone whose aging well is a quiet day-to-day -day matter. How would you describe their way of being human or their quality of life? What qualities and behaviors which you see in them, would you like to emulate in your life? Let us now turn to the 
Next question. Question three. How can I be realistic about the facts of death and still be a person of hope? Aging well and the experience of diminishment. We used to hear this poem, Grow old along with me. The best is yet to be. The last of life of which the first was made. The times are in his hand. Who saved a whole I plan? Youth shows but half. Trust God. See all. Nor be afraid. Many persons would disagree the claim of Robert Browning that the last of life is the best part of life. There are those who would point to the fact of physical and psychological diminishment in the later years of life. The waning of energy and strength. The loneliness of being cut off from long-held ties. The feeling of being left out often in later years. Persons respond to the experiences of diminishment in various ways. Some become embittered and withdrawn. Some adopt a lonely way of life, doing little or nothing to encourage relationship. On the other hand, there are those who believe that even in the midst of new limitation due to aging, there is a possibility of a quality of life well worth experiencing. Aging well person dignify their later years in the following way. Severing treasured memories. Finding joy in reflecting on their life journey. Experiencing intrinsic values such as reading. Contemplating beauty keeping up with world events, reaching out to other persons through notes and phone calls and notes through our iPhone, participating in voluntary work, and important, most important, engaging in learning opportunities. And so, death is not the greatest tragedy which can befall a person. Rather, the tragedy is what, in what dies in a person, whether he or she is alive. Now let's turn to question four. Can we be realistic about aging, diminishment and death and still live a sense of sanctity of existence and reverence for life? Our Christian faith affirms the growth and diminishment are both part of a divine order. Both can be lived to the glory of God. Aging considered in a complete life and death cycle perspective. Aging well includes affirmation of life.
Christianity offers a vision of a life cycle as ordained of God, inviting persons to a sense of sanctity in existence and reverence for life. Through all our chapters of life, human beings are linked with God. Thus, the scripture affirms, nothing shall separate us from the love of God. As your days, so shall your strength be. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and portion forever. Question to ponder number four. Can we reflect on someone you know who demonstrates good aging and good quality of life in the midst of diminishment? How do you or could you embody those qualities and behavior in your life? Aging well and the affirmation of faith. Aging well involves weaving death into the pattern of one's life. Physical death is the unavoidable curse that befalls all mankind as a result of Adam's sin. But Christians have become alive in their spirit through faith in Christ. As a result, as Christians, we do not fear death and we no need to fear death. They can accept death as part and parcel of this temporary earthly life. And as Christians, we believe death has no hold over our spirit in eternity. Aging well and the affirmation of death. There are two Christian writers have composed prayers which reflect the faith. John Matheson in the hymn book, in the prayer hymn, O love that will not let me go, I rest my very soul in thee. I gave thee back the life I owe, that in thy ocean depths its flow may richer, fuller be. Bear till heart the Shadan offered this prayer. Bring me to a serene acceptance that the final phase of communion with you in which I shall attain the possession of you by diminishing within you to receive communion as I live, as I die, is not sufficient. But teach me to make communion with death itself. Let's ponder on question number five. It has been said that ours is a death-defying, denying and death-defying culture. 
what do we think that means? And how do we feel about it? How can the affirmation of death be woven into the Christian pattern of life and aging? Aging well and the experience of grief. Lately, in our church, we have witnessed a number of our senior members call home to be the Lord. On a human basis situation, people tend to, to grieve in this period. But grief is the price of love. During our journey through life, we experience many endings, many partings, separations, and losses. Perhaps this might be called little death. We can learn much about aging well through the experience of this little death. But there is something different and distinctively deep in the last farewell. Life will never be the same again. Someone we have loved, something of ourselves dies too. Love is a relationship. In death, that relationship is changed, but not ended. There are memories which bless. There are healing resources available to us. Grief also has its work to do. Through grief, feelings can and should be expressed. Through grief, a measure of perspective can be achieved. Through grief, healing processes begin to work in and through us. Many people have experienced grief and are experiencing grief. Some of them have a measure of wisdom to share with us. Helen Keller said that if a person has friends and faith, he or she can stand anything. In the midst of grief, it is well to give thanks for friends and to recall words of faith from the Bible. Listen to these words of faith, which have stood the test of time, assuring persons in the heights and depths of human experience. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For thou art with me. I am sure that neither death nor life nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. Out of the heart of grief, there may come deeper inwardness, a kindlier awareness of the needs of others, 
thoughts and feelings which lies too deep for words, but enriched by the quality of our lives. A deeper sense of the reality and love of God, a heightened awareness of the wonders of life. Robert Browning, reflecting on the death of someone he loved, he wrote, Death has done all death can. There are some things death cannot do. There are some things death cannot take away. There are memories. There are tomorrows. This is prayer. And the people of God acclaim together there is life in eternity with our living God. Hallelujah. Turn to question six, how to ponder. Let's reflect on our experience of grief. Whether because of little deaths or the loss of someone close to us. What work has grief done in your life? How has it affected your perspective on aging? In conclusion, aging well is a quest for a greater quality of life. In the midst of the natural cycle of life and death, growth and diminishment, love and loss, joy and grief. For us as followers of Christ, aging well is a matter of maturing in the Christian quality of life which affirms the sanctity of existence and the continuing love of God in the midst of adversity, diminishment, and even death. All life is a matter of aging, from beginning to end. In reflecting on these themes, let us together embark on a journey of aging well in Trinity, a journey which no matter how young or how old you are today, can begin afresh right now. A few days ago, I was very much touched by a story told by Karen Huang in our daily bread, October the 8th. She said in this story, <clears throat> when Anita passed away in her sleep, on her 90th birthday, the quietness of her departure reflected the quietness of her life. A widow she was, she has been devoted to her children and grandchildren and to being a friend to younger women in the church. Anita wasn't particularly remarkable in talent or achievement, but her deep faith in God inspired those who knew her. When I don't know what to do about a problem, a friend of mine said, I don't think about the words of famous preacher or author. I think about what Anita would say. Many of us 
alle Anita. Ordinary people have living ordinary lives. Our names will never be in the news and we won't be monuments built in our honor. But a life lived with the faith in Jesus is never ordinary. Some of the people listed on in Hebrews 11 were not named. They walked the path of obscurity and didn't receive the reward promised to them in this life. Yet, because they obeyed God, their faith wasn't in vain. God used their life in ways that went beyond their lack of notoriety. If you feel discouraged about the seeming ordinary state of your life, remember that a life lived by faith in God has an impact throughout eternity. Even if we are ordinary, we have lived an ordinary life and we have our extra ordinary faith. In Romans chapter 12 verse 2, Apostle Paul wrote, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. As we allow the Holy Spirit to disengage us from the ways of the world, our thoughts and attitudes begin to change. We become more loving, more hopeful, and filled with inner peace following God's way of aging well. Transforming our lives in joyful living in His glory. In the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.